Hello and welcome back to the UOG Men's Rugby Podcast. Today is episode eight, I think, of season two. And we've got a bit of a Lions special today with the Six Nations starting. We've got um, Ewan on as a proper guest and Tommy's here again. But obviously Charlie's with me as always. So Charlie, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm trying to change how I do this bit because I get slagged off for it. Um, bit tired. Uh, had a few Zoom drinks last night, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, I'm busy doing dissertation stuff. But apart from that, not a lot has changed as ever. Wearing a nice Lions shirt for the, thank you, the occasion as well. Coordinated. Coordinated, nice. Yeah, so yeah, the obviously the Six Nations starts this weekend. Well, tomorrow is, you're listening to this, if you listen to this, the day it's been released. But with the Lions starting, the talk about, with the Lions start with the Six Nations starting, the talk about the Lions is coming, who's going to be in the squad, the Bolters. So we thought alongside Ewan, all four of us have picked our Lions squad for the first test. And through that, we're going to go through who might make the team, who won't make the team and all that. So yeah, let's get started. So Ewan is here on the Zoom with us. And before we get into our teams for the first test against South Africa, obviously with COVID at the moment, a lot of the discussion is what should happen with the tour. Should it be brought to England? Should it be postponed? There's been talk this week about moving it to Australia even with the potential of crowds being there. So Ewan, do you want to just start off saying what you think should happen with the tour? Should it go ahead as it is? Should it be brought forward or brought to England, I mean, or what do you think? Like obviously we've waited four years at a time, which is obviously it's really important to us. Like there's nothing better than a Lions tour, and, you know, getting down the pubs early doors eight a.m. and and getting a beer and a bacon roll in really, which is always a good thing for the fans. But like obviously, as a player as well, they, they only like every four years. It's like, the only bad thing about it is based off form a lot. So like obviously, you know, for every four years they get an opportunity to get a Lions jersey, and some boys don't stay in the squad that long. So I think it's it's important it happens from from both sides. Um, the Australia thing would be a bit of a weird one, really, because obviously it's never happened again, but obviously it's changed all the time. But I don't know, it'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it, to have it in Australia when it's not Australia's tour? Yeah, I think that because in a weird, it would be weird being out there, but in a weird way, it'd probably be better than having it in England because there's more chance of having crowds instead of... Because in England, you must, you got to think that they'll be in July. Are we going to be allowed in the ground in July? Or will they open up their borders in England? Will they open up their borders in Australia to allow? Apparently so. Apparently they're going to. Apparently they will allow. They will allow some British visitors. So, I quite you know. like the idea of it being in Australia because I think it's really important to have crowds, uh, especially yeah. for an occasion as big as the Lions. I don't think it will really work as well if you've got an empty stadium and those bloody sound effects, which I'm really annoyed. Mate, with they're awful. I, I think the big, the big part, like that makes Lions Tour what it is, is going, the Lions going into a country that is going to be like hostile towards them and create an environment that it's kind of like them against the world. And I think, yeah, it obviously it's not where we would want it to be, but I think if you take it to Australia, the Australian public, if they're filling most of the stadium, they're probably not going to want the Lions to win, are they? Because obviously... But it's like they've had, they could open up all these places because they've literally shut their country down. So if they're doing that, and how are they going to then bring in a, a load of boys from, from you know, the UK to come and support them in that sense? Do you know what I mean? Is it going like, is it, will it lose its, it's kind of, because like, you know, a big part of it is obviously you see all everyone going on the tour there from, from the UK, and that's a massive part of it. Will it lose that sort of special bit? Because will they be allowed to do that through COVID? Like, do you know what I mean? 
yeah well, i think that's where what... testing would be so important like yeah. i think every fan because by then as well that a lot of people could be vaccinated so hopefully it won't even be much too much of a problem fingers crossed all that but um i think that's why testing is going to have to be so important for any fan going out testing at an airport testing like the week before quarantine as well like yeah. yeah exactly what was yeah. that thing about go to france that i think that's been rubbished off but I, I don't know how i think that was to play france like that was what people said they should do but instead of playing south africa but i think the important thing is to play south africa and not change that and play all the south african sides because that's what a lot of the talks because you don't want the south african economy to miss out because even if they go to south africa to australia the south african economy will still be making money from it by um because I think they'll be splitting the profits from everything. I think that is a big part of it, to be fair. If you, because the Lions will want the midweek games to warm up, get, like gel, get used to things. And I think if you have it either in the UK or in South Africa, um, where there's probably you've not got any guarantee of crowds, then it's like it's kind of loses its touch a bit and you would but if you have it in Australia you could bring South African team South African teams over you could maybe even have Australian teams if it was a needs must situation so I think that's a big part of it to kind of like spread it out a bit instead of just having three tests in a row then it'd be like just yeah it'd be like almost like a mini six nations kind of period in yeah. it would be got done in a flash yeah I know selfishly I'd rather they didn't have it in UK without crowds because me and my dad were planning on going and if we could go to Australia we probably still would so I think from a selfish point of view as a Lions fan I'd want it to be somewhere where you can go to watch and then it's like a once in a lifetime thing isn't it once you go like you said exactly like you said before it's that getting it out into a hostile country like Having it in England or Scotland, Wales, whatever, it just won't have the same effect as when you're at the other side of the world cheering for four different nations together. Like I, I think there's nothing that beats that. My point of view, right, I just want it to happen because no matter whether it's got a crowd or not a crowd, I can guarantee you I'm going to be sat in the rugby club at 8am watching it on TV. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So if there's yeah. a crowd there or, it's, or there's no crowd, it's still going to be on my TV. So I, I, it just needs to happen, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, think it, it just need, it just needs to happen this year as well because I think if you move it to 2022, it kind of messes everything else up with the World Cup cycle and the Six yeah, Nations it, that year and whatnot. So I think keep it exclusive to this year and you'll find a way to do it. And as you say, like for the players, it's gonna like they're still wearing a lion shirt. It's not what they would have what like the circumstance they would have wanted, but they're gonna get on with it and they'll play as hard as they can. And then for the fans, all we want to do like half of us. I'm, only a certain amount travel to go and watch it. So it's like most of us, it'll still be similar experience, like watching it from home and supporting as we usually do. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the, what should happen with the tour out of the way. So like I said, we've named our lines 15 for the first test, each of us, and we're going to go through by position by position who we pick there and like who else are the options there like potential people for the bench for the midweek side bolters who people might not expect to be in there but we think could be in there so who wants to start off with the front row i think we'll we'll let we'll let you and go first as it's his speciality the front row um 
No, that's not a problem. I just bear shouting. <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone for a mix, which, like, obviously, I'm in a very hostile environment right here with English people, so it may not go down as well, but I've got Marco Vinopolo at loose head, so long as he's back from injury, because I think he's he's quality. Um, I've gone for a bit of a controversial one in this sense, is that I've gone for Ken Owens over Jamie George, and then I've got Tyke Ty Furlong, who's finally back from injury, who's coming back to the Six Nations, and I've got him at tight head. I think that's quite solid, but I think it's up for debate, really. Why Why Owens over uh, Jamie George? or I guess, like, he's got the experience from the, from the past tour, and, like, up until the end of last year and the injury that occurred, he was in great form. I'm not saying Jamie George isn't in great form either. I just, I remember, I've always watched the two of them and I always find in the game, you know, I always see Ken, o- Ken Owens stand out and then Jamie George just kind of plays as well as he can, but nothing extra. And Ken Owens is a leader in, in that sense. But like, it's a completely up for debate kind of thing. In the, I, I could be completely wrong. He might not even go on the tour with the injury that he, he was carrying. I think I'd put, I'd start Jamie George because I think he's just solid and he always is going to be solid. And But um, if you... Ken Owens would be on my tour as well. He'd be in my... If you take three hookers, he'd definitely be one of them and yeah. looking to probably have him on the bench. I don't know about you, Charlie. Yeah, I think, obviously, it seems that in most other positions we have like quite a bit of choice in regards to everything, but I think hookers may be one area that there isn't a lot of quality and so to have two like really good hookers in the likes of um george and ken owens it's like they've, they've both got to go because they are obviously the obvious candidates for it really i went with jamie george myself and i because mainly mainly basing off when i think it was a year or so ago when uh warren gatlin was asked who would be his like definite people going i he said jamie george and like he's probably given the experience he's built since 2017, being a key part of that England side, I think the experience is valuable. I have would... actually gone for an outsider in my hooker, and I don't You're think it's... You're going to say Luke aren't you? Yes. Oh. But I'll <laughs> tell you why. <laughs> he, so I've, I've, I've been more than happy. I wouldn't see... I can't see Ken Owens being over those two. I'd rather see, much rather see Jamie George in there. I'd be more than happy, but I think that the way that Dickie plays is a bit more the way that Lions like to play. It's much more open. It's much. What do you call him? <laughs> Dickie. Dickie. <laughs> well, cut, all right. Uh... <laughs> right. Cut that out. Cut that out. The way that Cal and Dickie plays, I think, is a lot a lot more suiting to Lions um, with the, the attack and all that stuff, where, whereas you know Jamie George will do you a job, like you say. He's a bit. He was a bit of a maverick. I don't think he is as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I have stuck him in there. I've also got Mako and Furlong. I agree with you uh, on the props for that one. So, so, you're, think... gonna, so, so you're gonna. I wouldn't think he would be my third hooker. Probably. <laughs> yeah, in it, like, I would take him. But like, are you gonna really gonna start him over the Wales starting hooker and and in, and not even to bear in mind the Scotland starting hooker who's it was injured but his class Fraser Brown. But you're going to yes, start with Cowan Dickey. <laughs> I would. I, honestly, I, I think he, he's a far better hooker than Ken Owens. And, and Jamie I think George. That he, he's different to, to um, uh, Jamie George. And I just think that he'll add that extra part to the lines that they need. But you, I think so that, you, um, talk, you talk about the way they're going to play. But I think like 
it depends on the opposition. I think they won't play the same way they played against New Zealand because I felt obviously New Zealand they are a bit more going for it, like to kind of attack from anywhere, which kind of helped the Lions on occasions, like we saw the Sean O'Brien try in twenty seventeen where they did the full field break. So I think South Africa offers something a bit different in that they're a lot more physical and they're gonna just try and smash you back and smash yeah, in defence and attack. So I think, and I think that Dickie's more of a, an appropriate player in that sort of sense, to be oh, honest. But he's the second choice. He's the second choice hooker for England, and you're putting him over the first choice hooker. Yeah, but Jones Jones likes um, Jamie George quite a lot, and it's the way that he fits into the England squad. It fits how Jones plays. But I, I think the Lions are probably, if they're going to play similar to any of the, of the home nations, it'll be England because of yeah. obviously they're playing quite a defensive game at the moment and. When you've got people running at you like Colby and whatnot, you've got to be on your toes. And I think George is quite good in that respect in defensive part as well as he is. At, he's he's fair. He's quite good in attacking, like from close range as well as he's got quite subtle hands for for a bowling ball of the man that he is. If I saw Colby against George, I'm sorry, but I look how good defence he is. He's getting stepped. Mate. Oh yeah, I, I realised that as soon as I said it. I was like, why have I said that? Yeah. And to be fair. One, Tommy, please stop calling Cow and Dicky Dicky. <laughs> and two, yeah, yeah, agree. Dicky. And but yeah, I think he would go on my top, but no way he's starting. But like both of you and and Tommy, I've gone for Furlong as my tight head. But for Lucid, I've gone for the different English. Lucid, I've gone for Ellis Genge. Oh, I think because he's the kind of person you want against the against South Africa. He's a dick. He'll just run and run, and he'll just hit anything. And I think for he's that kind of experience, not experience, the just wanting to put your body on the line for the shirt. And I can imagine being a lion is something he's always probably wanted to do. And to be in that test team, I think he'd just be a little bit better than Mako. Because obviously Mako is not really going to play between now and the Lions tour, really. Would you yeah, I think that's a fair point. Would you want that loose cannon running around in a test series, giving away a penalty in the 75th minute to give away three I don't points? think he is much of a I don't think he, anymore. I, don't, I think he, yeah, I think I'm with Tom. I think he's got better. And I don't I know. Think... I think it, it, it's who's in front of him. If you've got Etzebeth winding him up, then he's yeah. gonna, he's probably going to snap. Yeah. I think that's True. the case with probably quite a few players anyway. Yeah. Who, who would your loose head be, Charlie? Uh, I went for Mako, but I was... I think Rory Sutherland was one I considered because he's been in good form with Scotland. Yeah. And then um, I I saw quite a bit of talk about, obviously, it's quite a big scrummaging um, series against the Springboks. So um, Joe Marler's name was being thrown about there. I know it's probably a road choice because he's not been playing Six Nations. But I think he's maybe a a bolter in a sense that he's got that experience. I'd bring him on for... Joe Marler was mm-hmm. picked, and then he, Joe Marler was picked, but he pulled. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not, not in that squad because of form. Like, do you know what I mean? He is yeah. in good. I've got him as a question mark only due to the fact that he's not in there. And the other one I got yeah. as question mark is uh, Kean Healy. Yeah, Kean Healy's yeah. always one who you'd want in and around a squad as well. Yeah, I think but, he's just experienced off a tour as well. I think that's important because obviously J- Jamie George and Furlong both went, but you want someone else, don't you? Really. Yeah, exactly. 
I'd bring Marler on um, as that. Obviously, he's a, he's a good player as well, but he's, his social side as well, a bit like Haskell was in the last tour. Yeah, a bit mm. like a Jason, Jason Leonard type. Yeah, yeah. It would make, make, make good for the DVD at the end of the tour as well. <laughs> I always yeah. enjoy those. I think like other props I'd take would be, obviously, Sinclair's banned at the moment, but you t- I'd take him oh, yeah, yeah. And, and probably Xander Ferguson as well from yeah. Scotland. Yeah, Sinclair was, Sinclair was immense off the bench in the 2017 tour. And you've seen Pat Lamb's used him more in that role off the bench this season. And he suits it so well. Exactly. So on a light in a test match, in a Lions test match, he'd be like ideal. And he wants, he'll want to have a crack at South Africa after the World Cup final as well. One yeah. more I really, I really like as well is um, Ben Abano. I don't yeah. rate him at all. Don't rate Ben Abano, mate. As, as a prop, I think he's solid. I, and around <laughs> the park. I can't see him performing at Bath. I, I was surprised that he was in the England squad. Because no one else, no one else for England at the moment. Yeah, you've got a problem with the with the loose head, you really? Marla, yeah, Marco, and yeah, you've got Harry Williams, think, of course. I, I think Benno's very good, but I'm not whether he's because if he comes off, the he's bench, young still. Yeah, if he comes off the bench, he'll be his first cap this weekend. So I think it's maybe mm. slightly too soon to throw him in. But then if he's playing, if he picks up form and he's playing well enough, then. You might have well taken um, on at all. Same as Ben Teo, though. He only had like one cap and they took it when he was class yeah. on top. Mm. Yeah. You could only... I think the Barnard would be one of those bolters that we'll probably talk about later. But I don't think... I think you, can only, you can't take too many props either at the moment. I think you would probably only take about seven. No, six or seven. They'll take, take, they'll take eight. Yeah. You need to if you think you've got the starters and then your subs for two teams. Sure. That is... Yeah, but... Seven props is starters and subs for oh, and rotation, and, actually. Yeah, my man, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, front row, you take <laughs> front row, you take 10. Could you take three hookers anyway? That's not what you so. Second row is probably one of the easiest to pick. Go on, then. <laughs> Go on then. I want you to hear yours. This, this is going to this is going to annoy you first. You, I know it's going to be. Um, I know Maro you're and, already going to pick you in. Marrow and James Ryan are my starters. Well, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, same and as me. before you get annoyed, you do take Alwyn Jones and play him from the bench. Oh, definitely. I he's I absolutely. Alwyn Jones is absolutely a leader, and he's still a good player. But Atojo and Ryan are on a different level to him at the moment. Mate, big big six nations, but I just I like I think a lot of build up to this has been oh, he's he's out you know he's getting too old he's getting too old everyone was expecting a big announcement out of him to say something and he hasn't said anything and now people are kind of looking for someone else in the sense of alright he's good but he's not as good as a thing but honestly like I might be a little bit biased but I've, but if you watch him in a Welsh game or in any game he just doesn't stop he just does not stop like it's mental if like if you there's some times when Liam Williams breaks through not in the autumn obviously because we were dog but in the in the previous Six Nations, they go through and he and literally all the backs are jogging and he's there first to the rut, first to the breakdown. Like he is just he's just nuts. He just says oh, as a forward watching him, he just does every single thing that you never see so well. He's yeah, he's like, going to be one of those, the first names in the squad definitely just because of his the pure amount of experience. Like to be fair, I can see him almost starting the first test potentially, but whether yeah. like because I don't know maybe if you've got. Like so, maybe a James Ryan on the bench coming on, it might add a little bit more freshness if, than if you had Alan Jones coming off the bench, maybe. But yeah. I think, yeah, you've definitely got to take him because he's a he's a good symbol of what the Lions have been 
over the past couple few tours. So I think that experience for like young players like Toji and James Ryan is very invaluable. This is leadership as well. If you saw the uh, Living with the Pride uh, the DVD last time, like his the things he said, the way that he people listen to him, the way that he leads is unbelievable. It is very good, and you do need that in a side like this. Yeah, but be, I think so like, he would probably be my tour captain. Who? Win Jones? Yeah, but I don't You're think I'm starting. Oh, okay. Mm. I think Atoji's like a set in stone, really, in it, though. Yeah. I is don't he like your... I would have put, I roguely put Jamie George as my captain. Really? What is going what on? Here? No, 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 genuinely, I, he's like, he's one of the like, main leaders in the England team at the moment. And I don't think Warren would pick Farrell to be his captain. Because, no. I think he likes a bit of a calmer head. And then Etoje, maybe it's an experience thing because he really hasn't obviously had much experience with captioning anyone. He hasn't so I really. Think, I think, I don't know. And then if you give Etoje the cap- captaincy, will that maybe slightly distract him from him just being the nuisance that he is to the opposition? I think like in like four or five years' time, maybe the next tour, Etoje, yeah, if he's still performing the way he is. But like, does my head in like I, I, he's a really good player and I think he's class, but like celebrating knock-ons or or stuff like that, it really fries my head like big. I time. think that's brilliant though. I think a team needs an absolute dickhead who does that. It just yeah, gets people going. Yeah, but he's not being a dickhead. He's celebrating knock-ons. Like if you're a dickhead, like you get up from a rut, you push someone's face back down. Do you know what I mean? You do the little nitty-gritty stuff, but celebrating a knock-on, you just look like a twat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Should we move on to the back row? Um, who? Who are your starting ones, Ewan? Because you didn't say. Uh, I've got Win Jones and Atoji. Fair enough. Um, who else would you take though as a second row? Because we've uh, only named three. Uh, Johnny Gray. Yeah. 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 He would be in way. mine. Obviously, James Ryan probably come off off the bench for me. Um, <laughs> and then Courtney Law is coming back into fitness. So I'd be interested to see if they put him back in the second row. Yeah. Uh, and and Johnny Hill. I don't know, but Johnny Hill would be potentially one of the bolters, I'd say, as well. Depends how he performs with without Launchbury in the England team. I think I this... take Launchbury. I would. If he's back. I'd take Corey yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I would. I, I'd he's take, got the uh, experience. Mate, when he hit that... Um, <laughs> do you ever remember Frank? Do you remember Frank when we yeah. beat you and he hit that into, out, into outline and he hit the pick and go? That was incredible. And I think... Honestly, that move against South Africa would be record breaking. <laughs> Take him on tour for one move, mate. Him or him or Jake Ball, like Jake, Take him Jake off Ball. after five, five minutes, mate. I, I, honestly, if they have a good Six Nations, I, I'll see. I could like the thing is, is, obviously, as we said before, it's like it's based off form. So we were awful in the autumn, like really bad. But if if they perform in this, then I could see a couple of them maybe go in in that sense. A couple of boys yeah. wouldn't expect. Coriel's already a lion. He got capped as well when he had that, when everyone had a go at him for being called in from like Argentina or something. I hate when he does that. Works so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, what are we on? Back row. Back row. Yeah. So, back row is a tough one for me. So, I'm going to start with my flankers and I've gone England's flankers, um, Underhill and Curry, because I think there's, I don't see who you can pick above them. Obviously, there probably are better players than Underhill, I'd say. But the combination of both of them against South Africa, I think will just cause chaos for the South African rock and breakdown. 
I agree with that. I couldn't decide between Doris and Underhill, but I've gone with Doris and Curry. Who? Doris? Yeah. Not from Gavin and Stacey, mate. No, no, no. She's dead. All right, bloody hell, Tony. Who is Doris? I don't know who Doris is. What's his name? Doris. That's one. Irish. Oh. Irish, yeah. Wait, uh, yeah. Uh, what about them Irish ones, to be fair? Nice. So, there's so many good back rows, though. Yeah, Ireland do breed good back rows. They got, so they've got Stanley Romani, and you've got... Van der Fleer. Van der Fleer was awesome as well. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the Underhill, Underhill-Curry combination would be good. But I don't know if they're too similar. They work for England. I don't think they are, to be fair, because I think, obviously, Curry seems a lot better over the ball and everything, and then Sam Underhill will literally just run at anything that's coming his way, which I think is probably exactly what you need against uh, a South Africa side. And then, kind of, you look at the job that um, uh, Dutoit did in the World Cup final, where he was just targeting um, George Ford, and I think if you get Underhill doing a similar job with the Andre Pollard or whatever, then I think he could be very useful. But my, my my theory was, do you really want, like, obviously South Africa being the brute they are and the brute force and just cheer out every every time you run hard at them, they just actually nail you no matter what big, how big you are. Do you want two almost big old kind of units like that in the sense of Underhill and, and Curry? Or would you prefer to have, like, a Curry and then maybe a bit more of a skillful seven, like a, maybe, for example, a... Uh, Peter Romani or a Tipperick in there? I think Tipperick's a good shout. He's yeah, Tipperick, I, Tipperick. I can see him definitely going. I put uh, Tipperick would be my bench. Yeah, uh, my bench back row. Tipperick as nasty is unreal. Oh, he's so good. But oh, but honestly, the the, the Scottish back row though, the, those two, the six and seven, there, they I think they've got to go as well. They yeah. Hey, I, I was conflicted between um, Underhill and Hamish Watson because I think. Hamish Watson is unreal because he, he he runs like a centre, and then he like just every ruck he's just causing havoc. Yeah. yeah. And then you have then you have the same you have the same question arises: Do you want those two absolute hard runners, or would you prefer the skill, one skill and one hard runner? I don't Joe, know. I think it's tough. I think it? I think that also depends on who you've got at eight, really. Because if so you've you got, got who do you I, have at eight? I personally went for CJ Stander. I also went for CJ Stander. I think he's just slightly more versatile than Vunipola because I think Vunipola, like he's been better recently, but he just, it's more just his ball carrying first phase that mm. is kind of his. Controversially, I don't think I'd take Billy Vunipola at all. Really? Yeah. I've gone a bit lazy with my number eight and I have said Vunipola because I couldn't actually really think of anyone. I've got. I, I've gone. I'm between Stander and Palatel. I do not think Villapolo will do much against South Africa. Despite yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Palatel. To be fair, I, I think he's on some good form for Bath. Yeah, if you have, if you have like a bit of a steppy, if you know what I mean, a bit more of an agile eight who's going to be a bit more of a, you know, kind of rather than just run into someone, kind of go into a gap and, and bust through. It's going to be a bit more beneficial than Billy mm. Villapolo running hard lines against the likes of the tight. The, you know, it's, then it's, he's not going to get far. Like, yeah, it almost plays into their hands slightly. Yeah, he's exactly. also got the offload option as well. Like Falatau does that so well. Standard as well does that really well. 
think it depends how well Billy plays in the Six Nations. Because if he's either off form or gets another one of those knocks he gets that keeps him out of a game, then I think he's just a big risk. Because if you take him and he gets a knock, I reckon there's going to be difficulties bringing in different players because of like the COVID stuff. Because that's something we haven't really thought about. Because like in past tours, you've been able to just bring someone over if there's a knock. But yeah. I think it might be difficult this time unless you have people on standby. Do you reckon they yeah, might... do like England have with like a shadow? Yeah, the shadow squad, squad. type of thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't... it'd be difficult it'd be wouldn't it? because like obviously England's shadow squad is based in England. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if they're in Australia, they're bringing boys over from over here. It's not going to work. Yeah, unless they just make them go as like a, unless they yeah. take an extended squad. We don't really know, do we? I think Villapolo is going to be that, that, you know, every year there's that one player everyone thinks should get in and doesn't like Launchbury a couple of years ago. And then the year before mm. that, it was Rob Shaw. I reckon that that could be Villapolo. Mm. Yeah. He'd, he'd be like, um, like the rest of the Saracens plays, he's probably not going to play much apart from the Six Nations. Yeah. Like he'll play these five games and then probably won't play again. Mm. And there will be injuries as well. Hmm. He's just—he's very injury prone. That's his problem. Yeah. Are we doing? Are we doing back row bolters now, or are we doing them? Uh, we'll do all stage? the bolters at once because okay. we'll all do all the bolters at once. I'd say. Um, decent. Yeah. So I've got back rows where I've got a bolter. Yeah. Anyway, so we've probably that... got the same one. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone done for back row? Yeah. Um, yeah. So half's another tough one, I'd say. But. Anyone want to go first on that one? Tommy, you're technically a back. Well, obviously, uh, obviously I'm going to be returning, so I could be the outsider. But more realistically, Ben Youngs, I've actually decided to go in there. And I oh. know that you're going to do that. I knew you are going to do that. But he's playing well for England. He's a leader. He's got over 100 caps, international caps. He is a player that I'd like to see starting. Do you watch any other games apart from England and Exeter? So far, you've done Cowan <laughs> Dickey at Hooker, Ben Youngs at nine. If and it was up to me, it would be the England squad. This is, I knew this was going to happen. I knew coming in, there'd be one person who'd be like that. I was just, nah, like, <laughs> I am joking. I, I've got a fair few, man. It's the uh, no, I, I do think that Young should. Who's your backup? Backup Robson, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry Randall, my backup. I knew it. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not in Tommy's defense. I have also gone with Ben Youngs. I don't, I don't rate Ben Youngs. I, I, I think that he's like. The most, like, basing off most recent form, I think he has had the best, like, with the Autumn Nations Cup. And I just don't think there are that many actually standing out at the moment. But the question is, is it not a four man in England, though? No, not in England, but internationally. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is England's the best at the moment? Is the big question. Yes. I think he's, he's, yeah, well, a bit of both. Um, But I think his, like, because it will come down to game management quite a lot, won't it, against the spring box. So I think his um, box kicking, when it's on form, is quite key to how England play, obviously, with the sticking eyeballs up for Johnny May to chase. And so I think maybe that might be something they look at potentially. And then on the bench, I think you've got one of the Welsh lads. I think, you know, the Welsh lads all seem to do a very similar job. They're just all quite nippy. Um, I think Gareth Davis, probably. Do you? Yeah, Davis is my backup. Is he your starting nine, Ewan? Um, mate, I'm in between. Like personally, like I've obviously watching Wales. I my starting nine is between either Thomas Williams or Colin Murray. 
I've gone Connor Murray to start, Thomas Williams off the bench. I think and, that would be mine. And I also w- wouldn't take Ben Youngs. I'd take Ali Price as my third nine. Yes, but that's why yeah. I said I don't like Ben Young. Like your your point to Chinese about box kicking. Imagine he box kicks that the Kobe in open space were absolutely bollocks then. Yeah, yeah but that like, would be a bad box kick though, so you'd hope that he wouldn't do that. But then why, I think or, or if he kicks to him, you'd hope that it was a good enough kick that there'd be either he'd have no space or there'd be a good chase. Then he'd be bad box kicking. They've got like, a map on the other side and then a, I don't know who their fullback is, but like it might even be Kobe in that sense. But like imagine imagine LaRue. LaRue's still knocking about, is he? I think so, yeah. I thought he was long gone. <laughs> but I think well, they haven't played for ages, have they? You never no. know with them. But he just, I think Young's just compared to like, I'm not saying he's a far better player. I'm just saying he, saying he maybe suits the series a bit better in that I feel he offers a bit more stability to a Price or a Davis because those two are quite snipey nines at times. And I think depending on how he's going to play, I think if he's looking for a bit more stability, maybe Young's is the man. What about Murray? He's just not, I don't know. I think he, like over the last decade, he's obviously been probably one of the best nines in the world. Yeah. But I think he's just not on form, whether that's because when he plays with Ireland, it's obviously with Sexton and then Sexton's maybe out of form quite a lot. So maybe that's not helping his own game. But I think probably Conor Murray will most likely go, probably. Just Would he be your pure. third nine to take? I don't know because I do like Ali Price a lot, but mm. come on, depends. a lot, Ali Price. Yeah, and it also depends the coaching setup as well. Really, if Townsend's in it, then he might make a really strong case for Ali Price. Will he? Fair will enough. he? Not, will he be in it though? Because isn't he the head coach of Scotland? Yeah, but I think it can be whoever can it not? Whoever you they want normally, to. He, he can pick whoever he wants. Is I think it? he, he, he goes like defence and that, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, Sean Edwards, like, if he gets him, man, wow. <laughs> He'll probably take Andy Farrell again, won't he? Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. So, five halves, another tough one. And I've gone a bit rogue. But if... Um, do you want to jump? I'll go first. Finn Russell. Yes, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, Finn Russell to start. And I wouldn't have a 10 on the bench either. Because and you'll know why when you pick when you see my centres. Oh well, you pick Farrell then, haven't you? Yeah, they're twelve. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Russell ten, Farrell twelve, and then taking. I don't know if I. You probably have to take three tens, but I don't know my other two. Probably Sexton. You just probably have to take him. But it depends how he plays. But I wouldn't start him at all. I'm going to get that... absolutely slandered. Go on then. What's, on. what's your? So I've played Farrell at twelve. But I've gone with George Ford at same. Now, interesting you say about Ford actually, because I watched a video, um, very nauseous. But I think we watched the same video, mate, about um, how good uh, uh, George Ford is in ten, and it opened my eyes a bit, to be honest. Mate, I mean, who are you saying? Are you saying Ford as well? I think last year and a half he's been, or last couple of years he's been very, very good. But I think obviously because maybe he's a bit smaller in stature and. He's not quite as in your face as Farrell, but he maybe isn't quite appreciated as much as he should be. I think, like, maybe he's a bit more of a safer bet than Russell, but Russell is a better player, I would say, in terms of what he can, like, produce out of nothing. 
Why, then, why would you say it's a safer bet? I don't know. I think he's just his his game management is potentially a bit better than Finn Russell because you see him how he kind of hangs back and then kicks the corners and pins teams back. And I think with his kicking and the kicking of the as you mentioned with Ben Youngs, if you get your kicking wrong against South Africa, it's going to be a fucking mess. So yeah, I think he, I think he is a bit more solid in that area. I go on for the same with with like by the way in the sense of foul at 12 and then Russell at 10 because like if I was to put it in a way I remember watching that Exeter game against Russell Metro and um, I would I, the only way I could see that is that would be very similar to a South African defence in the sense of everything's 100 miles an hour right up in your face non-stop and he was just picking you off all the time do you know what I mean he just put that one ball over the top that well he kept double checking Exeter and in the end yeah, no, I know the better team. The better team lost, but um, but like oh. honestly, like like I've I've seen him a couple of times. I remember the first game he came back after that bust up with Townsend and watching him come on for the last twenty minutes and everything he he just put in the strip. He just gets the ball and that one pass just cuts out four boys and it's just a a simple pass. And then if that's not working, he's got Farrell at twelve to back him up. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it'd be quite good to have Russell starting see if he's on batshit crazy form as he likes to be. Then if he's not, you could have Ford on the bench that comes and maybe controls like the game a bit more if that's what the Lions are needing. I don't think I'd take Ford. I've gone for Farrell as my fly half. Boring. I, I, I don't think you take Ford, then you take Sexton. Do you take three tens? Or do you take Farrell as a third ten? Take Farrell as a third Farrell ten. As a third yeah, ten. yeah okay. I take more, take more centres. Yeah, makes sense. And I think. I mean, who's your, did you say Ford at 10? Who? Tommy. No, Farrell. Okay, fair. Interesting. I, I don't know. Ford also he is a good leader within the team, which maybe isn't seen enough. I think yeah. In a, in a squad that, like, I don't know, because there's obviously the debate about who's going to. I'm not saying George Ford's going to be captain. This is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in a group where there's not. Like you look at it and you don't see a lot of leaders. I think he's one that could offer that just within like the camp throughout the tour. Mm, fair enough. I think if you look back at the, the most of the choices we've made so far, the high, I like in, I think it's quite full of leaders, really, if you think about it. Tipperick, Alan Jones, yeah. Toji, you've got Tyke Furlong, if Murray goes, you know. I got Jonathan Davis is my thirteen, Farrell is my twelve. Do you know what I mean, like how many do you need? Hog, Hog is going to be in the mix, unfortunately, but he'll be there. Yeah, it's true. true. Did you say unfortunately? Oh, here we go. That's, we'll go on to that at fullback. We'll go on to that when we go to fullback. Bloody. Um, do you want to do centres next or? Yeah, centre partnership. Um, you go first, Tommy. Then, because you, uh, you're the only one of us who's not gone Farrell at twelve. So, so if Tuolang is fit, I'd like to see him at not, twelve. He's not fit. <laughs> I can remember if he's going to be or not. <laughs> if he's not, then Davies, John to Davies. At 12. Um, at 12. Fucking hell. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> and then Gary Ringrose outside him, I think. Oh, they're going to get slapped if they play that. Um, right, so okay. <laughs> the boys. Diolande running at them two. Right, okay. Tommy, move on then. Move on. Who else? Tommy, Carnage. The one, the one position you don't pick an X player. Is probably where you could pick an extra player. Like, or would you like to see Slade in oh. 13? Yeah, Far- Sl- Farrell Slade. Right, there we go. But, that, but that's where I, 
that's why I'd put Jonathan Davis on the bench in a 22 shirt and not 20, as an option. Because if they're starting to get, uh, that's why I said no 10 on the bench. Because yeah, if those centers start to get wrong, you move Farrell in. You either take Slade off and put Jonathan Davis there, and he's just solid as well. And he's never going to, if it's a tight game in the last 20 minutes, bringing him off the bench, he can win you games so easily. I think I think he's too experienced to put him on the bench. Uh, I I personally yeah. don't take I don't take Slade. I agree with that. No, I take I I don't take. Obviously, we're only doing the starting team, but like I think there's the the Irish boys and and the Scottish boys offer a lot more. Indeed. Which Scots? Huh? Which Scottish? Um, I like Hugh Taylor, and I like this 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 Chris Harris, which isn't great for Gloucester, but he seems, if he has a good campaign, he could be all right. But but um. Is it is it Hugh is it Hugh Jones? I think it is. Hugh Jones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think. But then obviously it's he would be like the weekend uh, boy, yeah. but it's more like the Henshaw with the ring roses. That that's what I'm looking at at 30 more than enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I was that this was the part that I kind of put two teams together and screenshot them because I would I think probably what is gonna happen is Jonathan Davis at thirteen, which you can't really go wrong there. Um but the other one I had was was Chris Harris. Because I think he, he's been on form for the last year or so, and he brings a lot of physicality. And when you watch him, like he doesn't do a lot of flash stuff, but then he carries strongly, and then he can make a break and find people. So I think that would be, especially obviously as we mentioned, a lot of the physicality off the spring box. I think that is a key part. But I think Davis brings that in equal amount as well. Hmm. Yeah. We guys. Yeah, I I don't want to start on wingers. Someone else can start. Oh, right. I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there. Adams, me, and Liam Williams. Josh Adams is not. He's not even in the Wales squad, is he? Yeah, he yeah, because he went to a gender reveal. Oh yeah, that yeah. Well, now he's in the, <laughs> in the Wales squad. I, the Wales I don't squad. rate him at the moment. Don't rate him at all. I've got Liam Williams and Watson on my wings. Fuck off. Sorry, that was aggressive. Like, I can't. No, there's a lot of hostility towards my team. No, it's my team, all right? It's fucking yeah, England. But it's, it's the wrong England team. Tommy, it's it is wrong. the England team. <laughs> it is the England team, yeah, because yeah. they're the best. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the, the England team. No, none of my centres were England. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You put, who, who, put a centre who was bang. Yeah, you put two Alanya. Who was the other centre? Yeah. No, I've got uh, I've got a Welsh bloke in there as well. Oh, John, it wasn't. <laughs> You put two Slade. actually, Liam Williams and Jonathan Davies. Oh fuck no! Apart from that, it's all English, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> um, Jesus, Adam Tom... fine form. I wouldn't go with Watson at all. Just the form he's on for Bath. Like, he may perform for England, but like he's better. He's always better for country. I've gone with Watson as well. Oh, I know. I th- I Thank just you. think he's he, he's he brings a bit of X factor, and he. Like he's got that experience. He started every test on the last tour, and he played well. And I think he's what he is one of those players that goes back to their club and just doesn't quite get to the level that he plays at internationally yeah, with the Lions. So I think he's definitely going. Oh, or yeah, uh, yeah, he's going. Oh yeah, I'm slating him, but I'd take him. <laughs> I still think Adams at the mo- at this current moment of time on for me yeah. he is better. Like he, he's top scorer in the World Cup. Which I understand was a while ago, but and then he's been good in the Six Nations. And if you watch a Wales game, he's like one of the one of the players who's always shining above everyone else. I'd rather see Van der Moer. I I would yeah, take. Yeah, he's a big old well, boy. Isn't he? 
But I've gone with um, Noel on one wing and Liam Williams on the other. Jack Noel, love that, yeah. love that. Jack Noel even yeah. in the squad. Yeah, he's because he's coming back from injury. I'd take him because he just offers something else. Like against South Africa, like obviously they've got Colby on the wings. If we've got Williams on one wing, you need somebody to do the dirty work as well. Because like Noel can defend. Tackles for fun. Yeah, and his defense is immense. Josh Adams as well as defense is immense. Like, yeah, I would take Adams. <laughs> I just find Adams maybe slightly too similar to the mold of Johnny May, of just like just really pacey kind of wingers that are good finishers. But then I think in that area, you can't really overlook Johnny May because over the oh, like, not at all. Are your wingers May and Watson? Been the, uh, May and Watson, yeah. But then I think you, you, I think Anthony Watson and uh, Josh Adams are, are very, very similar players in that sense. Mm. Like, like mm. if you actually watch Adams and Watson play, they're not just these. If you want to say like the, like the year left, you know, the scored kid who was fast who took on the wing, they're actually rugby players in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then obviously Adams at the moment has got more game time under his belt and in better is in better form than Watson. Are you saying yeah, Johnny yeah. May is just like a fast school kid? <laughs> yeah, he is. Like if you want, oh, he is the headless chicken. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Charlie, have you gone Elliot Daly at fullback? No, but he's going on the tour. If you like it or not, Elliot Daly is going on the tour. Um, Yeah. uh, I've gone with Liam Williams. Okay, so you've got him in the team. Because he is, well, I think you take Hogg as well, don't you? But Liam Williams is just solid. The last, uh, that's just the one word to describe him solid whatever he does like you know he's going to do it well and you just can't go wrong with him you saw last tour he was a like, really important player in some of the tests yeah he's got he's got that um, what's it called as well um, both legs no <laughs> honestly the, his legs ability to play in, on the wing as well yeah yeah he's wasted on the wing oh. mm. he is Reckon. wasted yeah cause is, he I, your, is he your fullback as well you yeah, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't. I don't really like Hog to be honest with you. Um, so I've gone with Liam Williams, and then there's no one else. I presume Tommy's gone. Hog. Uh, you would be correct. Yes, I've gone. For yeah, I've also got Hog. But I think Thomas, I put Hog in because I wanted to put another Scott in my team. Is that it? No, I, I probably <laughs> would have him because I put. I, I was getting it was between Williams and Hog. And I put yeah. Williams on the wing, so because I fucking hate Elliot Daly. And Tom oh, and Charlie knows this. He's a good player. He's a good player. I don't think I'd take oh, him, Charlie. No, no, that's not his that. natural position though. But I know, but I think maybe he's not the best in his position at the moment. But I think as we mentioned, there's slight I'd take Matt Malins. But then we don't know how many players we're allowed to take or how many they'll take True. and when they bring cover in. So I think you'll see more of those yeah. players popping up. Like a Liam Williams and an Elliot Daly that can play multiple positions to a high standard. Mm, fair enough. But That's yeah, but I wouldn't start him though. <laughs> it, 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 it does depend how many you can take, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Normally it's what, like a squad of 36 or something, and they'll probably end up doing a bit more because of the whatever restrictions may be in place. I, th- I, don't, I, don't, think I don't think Daly would be in there. If I'd, you I'd say, generally rather take Max Malins. If you say his position isn't 15, what is his position? I'd say he's more... Maybe he's probably better on the wing. 
like because you we saw that in the 2017 tour that when he played on the wing he was quite useful for the Lions. So, but if he goes on the wing, do you take him over the current wingers that we have? No, but I think it's just the versatility that gives him an edge, maybe more on convenience than actual quality. And He's also got a 50 metre boot, even longer sometimes. So, Mate, that too. They're like, they're like 60, won't they? That's like that. That might not even matter. We might not even be in Australia at this, in South Africa at this point. See, Sam, what will happen is Elliot Daly will go on tour. He'll come on in the last test when it's one all, and it'll be a, it'll be a Mornay Stain situation. He'll slot it, and we'll win the series, mate. You know what? I, I still, and even if he does, I still won't like him. <laughs> That'll be a half penny moment. Oh, Lee half penny's not going. Um, go to the, go to the ringers now. Just want to go to the ringers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yours is going to be okay. the worst team. No, it's not going to be the Welsh team, but I can go the fullbacks if you want. Go on. Um, what's his name? The the Scottish fullback, Lamore. Yeah, interesting. Uh, no, he's Irish fullback, Lamore. Sorry, they moved him there, didn't they, the other year? And he actually yeah. did quite well. Isn't it Lamar? Lama, no. but Lama. Lamar. Apologies, I'm not fluent in Irish. <laughs> I think we should have a word with Tommy for saying Lamar. Very good. <laughs> And obviously, I've got daily, which you just spoke about as well. And also, obviously, I've, I have included Halfpenny only due to the fact that he is starting for Wales. So it's like, if you are struggling for fullbacks, I guess he, his name does have to be in the mix. Malins. You need. You also know who else I'm going to say, and I'm so Char- going. Charlie looks a bit infuriated yeah. right now, heads down, bit bit annoyed. What are you going to say? <laughs> what are you going to say? Then? Well, it was just with Malins, like he's a really good player, and he showed he's really good for Bristol. But does he have the international experience? I know that's not the be all and end all in the Lions tour, but that's, that's does he really offer? Bolters. Does he really offer enough? Yeah, I, I'm criticizing criticizing Bolters too much, but I think Yo and Lloyd's a very good show. because Yo can play um, 10, that, mm. 10, 14, 11, 15. For the Lions tour, there's a bolter. You'll get squashed, mate. I've got a few bolters. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you have any? Do you want to just go through all your, your list of bolters, Ewan? Yeah. All right. Um. So I'll go for the countries if you want. So. Yeah, go on. Ireland. I've got Stockdale, who's out with injury. Yeah. Um. Hugo Keenan, who is a very unknown name, but if mm, on the wing, yeah. Yeah, that one, and then James Lowe, who's obviously very high up in the uh, in the Irish ranks, so I think maybe he could squeeze in. Fair enough. What do you reckon? On those um, James Lowe, yes, potentially, probably not Hugo Keenan. Do you not think? I'd, I'd, I'd take Lowe over Keenan if I had to. I yeah. think he's just a big boy, isn't he, James Lowe? So maybe know, sli- that's why it would work maybe slightly slower yeah. than. Other wingers, as he's been told in the past, but I think he's a big boy, he, and he's got he's got um, skills as well to bring people into the game. Yeah, true. My big outside and, bet, which I've been saying about a lot, is um, Ollie Lawrence. Yeah, I can I can kind of see that as well. To be fair, yeah, I me mean, too. He's really the kind of player I can imagine Gatland really likes. He's that Ben Teo kind of player I can see it yeah. happening again. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. can see him coming in and being that that what Teo did a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other English players or is it just Lawrence, you'd say? Well, everyone else you spoke about because obviously you lot are English so you wanted to support your boys. So, <laughs> uh, 
and half, and half of them were starting in your teams anyway, so there wasn't really a big difference. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I've got Ben Hill though, because I would like. I think maybe, but I obviously made this. I obviously thought about this before I saw the team. So yeah. obviously Mark, Mark Wilson's come into the squad. So Mark Wilson, Ben Hill, obviously they're going to have a full campaign now without any Sam Underhill. Mm-hmm. Was so, Ben Hill going to be the one that you were going to say earlier, Charlie? Um, no, mine was Welsh, and he's okay. just come back. Just come back into the Wales fold, Dan Lydia. He's yes, been, oh, been playing very that's well. That's a good shout. He's been obviously been playing very well with his club, and see how he plays in the Six Nations. But then he's also got that experience on Lions tours, and he's like familiar with Gatland, and they've probably got quite a good relationship. Because I remember when it was him and Warburton, they were like just such Smash a Brothers. unit, exactly. And so that's I think the old, said today. They were like the old, the old. Um, they were the original duo before Curry and Underhill. Mm. Who's he but... going to have his protein bar with the night before, though, if he goes? He won't have yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a weird thing, that is. Like, it, was a, it was a bit nerdy, that was, I thought. Yeah. Navidi, um, I've got an outside bet from Wales as well. Yeah. He's back, um, he's back in form. Fair enough. What, any other Welsh? Um, uh, not re-summit? Oh, maybe. I, put, I don't know. He's too small for me. He's not. He's not bulky enough. Did you just you just put an outside bet as Joe and Lloyd? Yeah. No, that that was Sam. I said it's not a bad shout. I oh, think that's right. more that's more for versatility as well. But I, put, I I did say get squashed as well, probably. I'm I'm really <laughs> against I'm really against the idea of taking George Ford. I just think he's. <laughs> Dog, so I love how we've gone back to that. I put I put a question mark over bigger. No way. Because if I you think so you, think, you take Farrell, you take Finn Russell, and you take Sexton. If they take three, fair enough. But if they take Farrell as a twelve, you need a third ten. And I would do anything not to see Ford go. Billy Burns. I I think it will be bigger. It probably yes. will be bigger. But yeah, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll take it. Like I think they'll take the tens as using Farrell as a ten. Joe Simmons. That's a joke. Oh, that's a joke. He's Sam, not good. Sam Simmons, not to be fair. Good. Would you take Sam, Sam Simmons? Sam Simmons would be a bolter, yes. Sam Simmons, yeah. He's yeah, he's very decent. Joe Simmons cannot play Mark. back football. I'd let's sp- let's take, take Marcus, Marcus Smith. Smith. Oh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Oh, that'd he's be the, he's the He's one of the best tens. If you put him in the... If you put Joe Simmons, right, in a Harlequins team, he would not do half the stuff that Marcus Smith does. Very good point. Look, that, if you look like how extra has struggled in recent weeks... They've had back football and oh, Simmons right. hasn't been able to get to his 10 playing. I said it before that is he playing so well because he's with a team that's playing so well, you know? Yeah, and now if he's been like, poor when they've not been playing well. If you sit there, right, oh. I remember I remember sitting here with with uh, Adam Turner and Adam Coles, who are very diehard Exeter fans, watching this blooming game of Exeter versus someone. And honestly, the kid will throw a two-meter pot pass, and it'll be the best thing since sliced bread. It's like he's not that—he's not that good. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but look at look at the pass to put him through the gap. It's like <laughs> Sam Simmons has just run fifty-five. What's the boss the ginger brother called the eight? Sam, Sam Simmons. Sam just run fifty-five. It was that game. Sam just run fifty-five meters to score a try, and you're putting the praise on Joe Simmons for giving a pot pass. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, shut up. He's not—he's not even good. Like he's just a bang average player in a good team. <laughs> to be fair. Like, it, if those boys were here, Richard Capstick would be going on tour. So. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Nice. <laughs> you and me, you, you feel like, do you feel quite a lot about that? Feel what? Strongly. About, about Joe Simmons? 
I just think like if if he was playing well and it was like a kind of yeah he's doing really well I think he'd be, like a Randall no one's sat here saying Randall is is doing this and this and he's class it's like for example a great scenario a great thing is like George Sanderson and, and Lucas Town really don't like Rada Rada because yeah. even though he's incredible it's the, the Rada yeah semi Rada Rada you know, the, the, the Randa Randa apologies but. My Fajuna's right. isn't great. Um, so, like, he's he's a really good player, but because he gets the smoke blown up his ass so much, they don't like him. And I think that's the same with Joe Simmons. Like, he's a decent player, but he just, everything he does is the best thing ever. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair true, enough. True. Um, Do you want my, I've got a few more. If you want, yeah, if you go on before we, um, we just been flagging off Exeter. For so, wingers, I've, Got uh, VDM Scotland. Um, yeah. The other one, if fit, well, a few if fit. You've got two Alangi, and then Joe Thockenasiga, maybe. No. Uh, no. no, way. no. Have, you, have you seen no the form way. he's on for Bath? Oh Charles? my Yeah, but God. he's a big boy, mate. He's a big boy. Oh, Given the ball, he, he doesn't. He's not using his weight even. No, even I'd now. rather take Rory. He's, he's, no, yeah. but he's only just come back from injury, so maybe you know. See, how, see like how he's getting on. Mate, can't tackle. <laughs> To be fair, that's is, just don't stick him on Cheslin's wing, mate. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then the Wasps fan in me has also picked... If you say Jacob be Margaret, I'm going to kill you. No. Um, well, now you've mentioned it, no. Um, Jack Willis and Joe Lawson. Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Who's the 30 you just got the English copy? you? Agore? A dogwood. Oh, a dogwood. A dogwood. What the fuck? I, 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 he could be interesting, I think. Well, dogwood. I don't... I don't know about him. Just because he left Sale and you're regretting it. No, because I don't, I never liked him. So I tweeted it, didn't I? Saying I saw him play for Sale FC and he was bang average. And he, I don't know. He's, I'm he's sure just on that, that really form, hurt him. I'm sure he was really upset after that. <laughs> he was kind of tired. What was that on Sale Live? Nah. <laughs> Tommy, do you have any bolters? Uh, I didn't know we were doing bolters, so no, I haven't. Right. Alec okay. Hepburn, Jack Yendo, yeah, just, just name Woodburn, O'Flattery. Gareth Steenson. <laughs> oh, fuck it, <laughs> okay. you, know, you know what? I, I, reckon, I reckon, honestly, now, if he comes onto form, and you lot will not like this at all, I reckon if he hits form, this Six Nations, I reckon George North. Oh, yeah, it's I wouldn't mind. I probably wouldn't mind. It's, it's a good shout. But only if he hits form. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. He's very um, good. Okay, I've got a few. Well, you've got six minutes or three minutes before this. Right, I'll, I'll roll minutes. them off in three minutes. I don't, they're not that many. Um, I have Jack had Jack Willis as well. Um, Gareth Anscombe is a ten. He's fucked. He's absolutely bollocks. Did you see? He only just started <laughs> jogging the other day, mate. He's not yeah, sure. Oh, could be back. Could be back. Could be back. I would take it, mind if like honestly, if he was he's a cracking form, player, but he's not going. Um, Cooney at nine. He's not even in the Irish squad, mate. Yeah, doesn't that bolters, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about um, the <laughs> We're getting too invested in this. Um, who else? Good. This is what a podcast should be. Everyone's <laughs> exactly. like literally arguing each other. Jack Willis as well. Yeah. You said um, that already. Joe, Mar- yeah. Joe Marchant. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, the thing is, I think with the bolters, you've got to take into account who's in that position as well. So, like Jack Willis, yeah, class player, but then is he going to get over Curry, Underhill, Standard? Omani, Tipperick. Who else have you got? There's loads more. Earl, Mark ben Wilson. Corey. Yeah, what? Oh, God. Is that the other one? Is that the other twin? Yeah. 
Imagine being that kid. You are both exactly the same, but you're brother's class and you're bang average. I think he's <laughs> actually quite good. Well, my, um, yeah, my brother is what we're like. Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> um, you've got two really rogue ones as well, and you both are going to get shut down straight away. You've got to be Thacker. quick. We're on less than a minute. Harry, Harry Thacker. Thacker and Adam Radwan. Adam who? Radwan. That's too rogue, I think. Too Very rogue. rogue. He's, um, he plays for Newcastle. Very good. But, um, yeah. Thacker, I think... I was only half joking. Oh, you say that now, don't you? I'm oh, yeah. joking, I'm oh, joking. He's also injured, so... Exactly, exactly. So take this seriously, please, sir. I got Johnny Williams as well, the 12 for Wales, because there's no other 12s. Reese Patchell, mate, he's an outsider. That's not a bad shout. Anyway, you Thank you. Yeah, been yeah. Entertaining. Been a um, pleasure, boys. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Anyway, Tommy, um, that was enjoyable with you in. So now we've just got, even though the whole podcast has been quite nosy, we've now got to talk about the last week's Premiership stuff as well. So, Tommy, do you want to get started? Yeah, we'll keep it light and breezy. Uh, so we're starting off in uh, Bristol on Friday night. So they beat Bath 48-3. A fantastic game from Bristol. Bath's defence just never really got in the game. <laughs> Sorry. It was, it was like... It was just appalling. Yeah. Bath, uh, uh, Bristol did just... They took... I mean, they did typical Bristol with their attack, just absolutely on fire. And then Bath just weren't able to deal with it. They were not on form that night at all. It was Bristol absolutely... massively took the foot off the gas as well in the last was... 20 minutes. I don't yeah. think I've seen a worse performance in the Premiership than that by Bath. It was honestly, it, it was abysmal. Like, it was because, Sam, you were doing the Bristol player ratings. I was, yeah, I, was charge, there, yeah. I was in charge of the Bath ones. And I gave, like, the lowest I've given before is like a four. I gave about four threes. It was that bad. It was... Yeah. And I've got... Um, I was there, obviously, and I gave lots of tens. But <laughs> if we talk about Bath... Um, it was really embarrassing to see, like, from their side, like, they were just awful. And there was no kind of urgency to get better. And every like, every kickoff, they kicked the ball to semi. Like, why every single yeah. time you kick it down his throat? And then there was no urgency from Hooper in their press, in their um, coach's box. Like, I was, he was, he's a boring bastard anyway, but I probably shouldn't say that. Um, he's boring anyway. Uh, but, to not kind of lead your squad that's on the pitch by shouting at them. There was just no noise from them. And they were like literally sat next to me. Like there was more noise from Bristol's media guys laughing. It was a bit embarrassing for Bath. That, that really did annoy me, the post-match press stuff of Stuart Hooper. Cause it was like, cause I think the question was like, is there a need to hit a panic button? He didn't need to say, yes, there is, but he, he seemed like everything seemed all right. And he was just too relaxed by it. But I think if you like a if you if you're a Pat Lamb or you're someone else, you're like you take some responsibility yourself, yes, like he did. But then I think they would be a lot more concise and clear about what they're gonna do to get better. But he was just like, Yeah, this was bad, this was bad, this was bad. Yeah, we need to maybe sort that out, but you know, and it was like just I can't see how he inspires that group. Because he has such a talented group, how are they not achieving more? 
he's yeah. had Mercer going as well this week being confirmed. That's just, it's just, I don't know. But you got to feel sorry for them because a little bit for the players because it, the quality is there for them. Like nine and 10 uh, of Ben Spencer and Reese Priestley, that's a better nine and 10 then arguably that's a better nine and ten that Bristol started with. Bristol started with Andy Uren and Yoan Lloyd. Yoan Lloyd yeah. hasn't played ten in the Premiership before. And Andy Uren's just a solid club player, but he's better than that. But like you'd say he's a solid club player. And like for that for Bath to come out and perform like that against your biggest rivals in the league is just it's just embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Well we'll, we'll move on to the yeah, we'll Leicester game. So uh, Leicester v Sale. Uh, Sale took up to that one with a win, 25-15. Uh, not too bad. Quite nice to see Nadola as well. But I did want to see what you guys thought of him, actually. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've seen the highlights. Um, I'd, I think he's kind of passed it slightly. He's um, still but... a big fucker, is what he yeah, is. Yeah, obviously. He, he runs hard, but it, he's quick as well. There was one moment where he took the ball out of pace. Uh, kind of went on the outside of someone, nice little offload back in. But like you say, he is getting old. You know, interesting fact, uh, he was actually at Exeter Chiefs. Um, yeah, he got done for, they got done for registering a player wrongly or something like that. Yeah, we um, got docked points. Uh, so Gloucester like always bring it back to Exeter. What? You always have to bring it back to Exeter, don't you? Obviously. So Gloucester v Northampton. Uh, Northampton took that one 31-26. Gloucester have only won one game. Thoughts? Go on, Charlie. Yes, oh. um, What's going wrong? I don't... Well, it just unravelled in the most monumental fashion, really, because it was... They were playing well, well, relatively well, and they, they seemed in control of the game kind of in the middle period, like either side of half-time, because at the start, Saints seemed to be putting quite a bit of pressure on, but they came into the game. Willie Hines was back. He made such a difference. But then 52 to 61 minutes, three tries conceded. What the hell's happened? And it just it just clicks like that with them. And it's like... Northampton like, hadn't played in five weeks as well. No, but I think... You think it's Givington? No, I don't want to say it is, but I don't, I don't think it is, though. I think he's got his mind in the right place and he knows what he's trying to do with it. It's just not clicking, really. And I don't know what it is, whether that's areas he can't control or whether it's other stuff. To be fair, they don't have a 10, really. That is a big issue at the moment because that was a bad injury. So he's out for a while, Lloyd Evans. I'm Evans isn't as well. I, yeah. I, want, I hope they bring in... I'd like them to bring in Fred Freddie Burns. Burns. Freddie Burns yeah. would be class. He'd be what they need, actually. To kind of unleash his back line a bit. Um, yeah, because Bar- Barton is a great player, to be fair to him. He looks good. He looks good. I, I, that's one positive. The only positive to come out of it that it will give him more game time. You'll be able to get more of a look at him. But I think as for yeah. Gloucester, just in general, it just, just a rabble. Not ideal. But I think, um, not in the Lions conversation, but just a very good player that had a really good performance, maybe a bolter, but Rory Hutchinson was absolutely uh, incredible. Like yeah, he, he was, was good. He's not he in the was, Scotland squad though. No, don't know how. Yeah. I don't think Rory does sound so like good. Him. He was so good. Should we go next game? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, so the next one was Worcester v Exeter. Uh, 
Exeter won 21 17. So you mean you nearly bottled it, didn't you? You nearly bottled it. Yeah, but we didn't bottle it. So. What, what is wrong with you, though? You should be battering them by 50 points. You should, yeah, you should be battering it. That the thing is, though, we've still only lost two games. And people are all saying, oh, what's going on with X and stuff? Like, we won. You've it's lost it to like your biggest win. rivals, though. In the, the league. It's not, it's not the fact rivals. you only lost two games. It's the way in which you lost them. In a row. It was yeah, just how, but... how you how it's an extra side that plays off being dominant throughout. But in the, both those games, they have been dominated, and it's just well. There's clearly something wrong, yeah. Yeah, and, and you got beat. You got beat up up front against Worcester as well. Worcester dominated in the scrum. Yeah, Worcester are quite good at doing like getting in your face when you're uh, when you're playing away. Are they there? Woodburn Woodburn had a very cheap try though. Like he, um, uh, did you see? You know, he took it back over the line, got tackled. Yeah, was it was it Turner trying to again. defend that? Did he? Yeah. Well, I can defend the first one where he got up and tried to get away, but then it was when he well, was doing it again. Yeah. again. That's when he should have just thought, right, okay, put it down. Um, it was very weird try to give away. To be fair, <laughs> it was just frustrating because it was it just so wasn't needed. No, but and Devoto's yeah. yellow card as well. That, uh, like, I mean, oh, took yeah. It <laughs> yeah, I did the play ratings for this, and I slagged a lot. Of off. I can't remember. <laughs> you slag everyone off. That means nothing. No, I don't. You got a bit of hate this week as well. Oh yeah, shall we? Shall we? We'll get, we'll get into that if you want. I mean, Tommy's okay, fine. Yeah. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Well, well, I was well, just saying you're a crap journalist, wasn't it? Essentially. No, it's because yeah. I was saying I spelt it wrong, which I didn't. It wouldn't surprise me if you did, though. Okay. I so, got I got a good comment as well. But to be fair, I got a load of likes on it and a load of positive stuff. Yeah, Plus, you won, um, they, they won by thirty points. What? That's that's my main point about it is why slag it off? It's silly. Yeah. So I got loads of stuff. Um a nice thing from Dave Wellington. So thank you, Dave. Absolutely spot on assessment. Thanks, Dave. But um James can you go fuck himself. Um you're actually a journalist. You might want to read your post again, maybe stick to copying and pasting, which I think is a bit harsh considering I wrote it all. And He's, the issue he had was giving tens to his players after you just won by forty points against your biggest rivals. People so James have goes, too much time on their hands. They have too. Yeah, people to like that. You about. just wonder, don't you? It was like the other yes. week. It, well, it wasn't the other week, but it was a while ago that I was having an argument on Twitter with someone about me saying that like the Champions Cup was on free to air TV. But technically, it wasn't because you had to have a TV license to watch it. So you therefore had oh, to I pay remember for that. It. That was very funny. <laughs> it was just this old gammon that was fighting me on Twitter. It was like, why? Why are you bothering? Your team has won. Get over yourselves. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, London Irish v Newcastle was next. Uh, so they took it. London Irish took it thirty-one twenty-two. Um, bit of an average game, really. Uh, there was a silly yellow for a very late hit um, by Tom Penny. Other than that, a few tries. A bit of rugby um, for me. Starting to look good, yeah. London Irish at times. Starting to yeah, they are, actually. I think it was interesting that Newcastle lost because obviously they've been in quite good form recently. Mm. I think I do think Newcastle's still going to be tough to beat a lot of times. Yeah. I well, think... Yeah, I'm, look, I'm anyway. looking forward to going to Brentford this weekend. Though. That's going to be fun. See their new ground; it'll be exciting. Yeah, 
It will be. Uh, so the last game, because I've got to go, uh, was Wisps, Wisps, Wisps? Wasps, Wasps v Harlequins. Uh, oh, Harlequins won 49-17. Great win for Harlequins. I'm really happy because I quite like Harlequins. I, I like the way they play and stuff. Uh, question to you guys. Umaga v Smith. Who won? Smith won it. Smith. Absolutely. Smith, it was the worst performance that JP Mark given in a yeah. Wasp shirt. So I don't think there's any question on that. I think Marcus Smith is already... Well, he's always been a better player. But I think, obviously, Eddie just seems to like him. Maybe, I think Eddie probably, Eddie probably just wants to cap him, doesn't he? So, um, Sopawanga, as well, is not a good defender. No, not at all. He's not there for his defence, but I don't get why he's even in there if he can't defend. But it was the worst, one of the worst Wasp performance I've seen. And I was like, it was just... I couldn't, didn't have anything to say. I was like... No. With your Quinn's top four prediction. I know, but I did think that, to be fair. I was like, yeah, I've smashed this. Paul Gustard's gone. They're getting top four. Marcus Smith will win the Rugby Ballon d'Or. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the roundup from the weekend. They were very I've good. Yeah. Go. Quinn's, were, Quinn's were exceptional. I've got to go. What are you doing? Pizzas. He's doing pizzas. Ah. Vital food supplies, actually. I'm risking my life every night for... Uh, for the people around the Gloucester area. If yeah. you see me, right. tip me, quid, two quid, it's really nice. Hashtag clap for Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> right, see you, Tommy. Cheers, right. Bye-bye. Clap for Tommy. Nice. Well, yeah, but he was going on, wasn't he? <laughs> was like he deserved to be taking the piss out of that. Oh, God. So this episode's been fun. So far, talking about the Lions weekend but time for the quiz um charlie you ready i am yes this week we have Let a um sorry what on. are you doing i'll say the scores are currently after we both had three things each is six four to me well hopefully you don't get any more this week then um so obviously lions special so i've uh centered them all around the lions so we'll see how much Sam claims to know, considering he's going to be a tourist or wants to be. Um, so, question one What is the mm-hmm. nickname of the Lions mascot that the youngest player must look after for the tour? Um, is it Billy? Is that your final answer? No, Willie. Final is answer? It? No. Yeah, I'll take that final answer. I don't think it's right. Willie. Yeah. Uh, So the answer is Bill. Oh, I was close with all of my answers there. Because it is spelled B-I-L, obviously, for British Irish Lions. Clever. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, So that's one wrong. Um, Won all test series in 2017 against New Zealand, but who scored our test tries? Don't Google it, please. I can hear you clicking. Fucking Googling it. <laughs> um, this is poor. What? Iconic moments of the game. I remember. Wait, which test? All of them. Who scored in all the tests? So you want me to name four try scorers? Yeah. For a point. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, they're easy. Um, the biggest rugby what? event in the world, mate. 
I know third, second test, sorry, with Fa was Falatau and Murray. Yes, that's two. And Reese Webb scored the last try in the first test. Yes. But I don't know the other one. Are you bottling it? Can I have a clue? No, because it's... I've already mentioned it today in this episode. Oh, fuck. oh Sean O'Brien. There we go. One of the most iconic yes. lines tries of all time. You can remember it, mate. That is poor for me, yeah. but you get the point. Um, Thank you. That was so, a hard question. Each player gets a cap number when they mm -hmm. are called up to the Lions. Who has the highest cap number? The highest? Yeah, so who's the most recent? I see screen. Called up. Screen in your eyes, Googling them. Oh, it's not his man, Netflix on the TV. Oh, yeah, just watching the British and Irish Lions tour of 2017. <laughs> Netflix. Oh, we should um, be watching that, mate. Not this time. Um, who got called up? Is it... Is it Corey Hill? That is wrong. It is, in fact, Finn Russell. I was close because he was not quite part of the geography six. He uh, was okay. he was the only one that was almost acceptable that got called up. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to anyone else, but um, sounded sounded a bit like disrespect. You might not. I think. Well, how familiar are you with the two thousand five tour? Kind of. Uh, so, please, can you name the song that was released in two thousand five as, as part of the tour? And um, it didn't do very well. It flopped, yeah, as they um, say. I hope you're not Googling, because you're looking down the I'm nose. not. Is it living with a pride or something like that? That is wrong. How am I going to fucking know? It was the power of four. I, I, went I went slightly harder with these questions because I felt that you did me... Um, <laughs> you know, did me dirty last week. So your last I'm question... Um, so, final question. What was the name of the call that meant everyone in when someone would get into a scrap? Um, 99. Correct. Nice. So that is two points to Samuel. Thank you. So I think that puts me on to eight overall then with yours next week, ahead of yours next week. Oh, I need to get clean sweep next need, week. Yeah, I need to do well next week then. <laughs> anyway, so this is going to be a long episode, so fair play if you've listened all the way through. Um, thank you to Ewan and Tommy for joining us, and Charlie as well as ever. So enjoy the Six Nations. We'll probably do a review of the first week's first round's games next week. And yeah, if you've agreed with our teams, let us know. We'll probably put them out on Instagram as well just to see if you agree. Um, you probably won't agree with Tommy because his picks were weird. Um, yeah, and as always, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcast and subscribe as well. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>